1: What's up guys, it's your host Meg Reynolds and I am back for episode 9 of Not The Girl Next Door podcast. I can't believe we're already on episode 9, it feels like just yesterday I came up with this concept and now here we are, we've hit 1,000 downloads in less than two months, which is incredible to me and I am so thankful for all of you who listen every week, who shared this podcast with friends. It truly means a lot, and I can't wait to see where it goes this year. But this week's guest is an old friend of mine who, funny enough, I met on TikTok. And as much as I love to give him shit for just his personality and who he is, that's our friendship and that's our humor. Um, But he is a really great guy, and he's someone whose opinion I do value And as much as he sometimes says things that sound a little harsh, it's coming from a place of love. So he's got a lot of great advice today for especially the women out there. But just in general, if you're in your 20s and you're having a hard time dating, he's got some good things to say and I hope you enjoy. So without further ado, (laughs) my interview with Rob Don. Are you still doing TikTok?
2: Um... I took a break. Well, I took a break last month. I was just like, t- I got, um, I was getting in trouble a lot and shit. And I was like.
1: Getting in trouble for what?
2: a lot. I was like, I started a new job and shit. And I still had, I was in, I still had finals. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. And so I was like, all right, let me just take a break for a month. And then it started to like, because it's like draining after a while. Yeah. Especially I, when I you're can like, see how
1: it could be draining, especially if you have like a full-time career and stuff. It's just one more thing you have to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do it just, like, I like it. I love doing it. It's super fun. And, like, it's a nice expressive outlet, but then it gets annoying because, like, the app changed so much over the past, like, year and a half, two years that it's, like, completely different now. They just, like, overly moderate. And, like, yeah, you get, like, you get in trouble for the dumbest shit. And I'm just like, oh, my God.
1: I know, and your whole thing is, like, you love to just be ruthless to people.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, talk shit. But, like... I'm like you guys. This is not a family friendly app that you guys want it to be. It's never gonna be that. So it's like it's- just let it. Be. They should all Twitter. Twitter is like the best at it. Twitter just like what? Hey man, you come on this app. You you sign up for. You're getting what you sign up for.
1: Yeah, I. They should have to monitor some like
2: yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah very very bad
1: things, but
2: like the explicit stuff or like <laughs> yeah. But it's you know, like the, the rate the racism the homo, like stuff like that is like obviously needs correction. But like get in trouble for like i don't even know i can't even give you specifics it's just so ridiculous you're reading it and you're like what the fuck
1: well i always see girls who at least on my fyp like i always see the girls who have my size chest and they're like tiktok took this video of me in a bikini down yet this girl who's flat chested it's fine
0: yeah like that is so
1: dumb and that's obviously an entire D- huge entirely double di- there. huge double standard and yeah. such a different conversation but i feel like it's funny because tiktok is literally how we met like that is how we met yeah
2: it was Which is, it was funny back then yeah back then it was, it was like different right at the start because like everybody was like on, on the what's this thing Discover first like discovering it it's funny
1: yeah that's just crazy to me how a lot of it changed a lot of things for a lot of people and now now here we are. I got a good friend out of it.
2: So, mm-hmm. some people are fucking famous off this. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild.
1: It's Social wild. media and the
2: internet as a whole is getting more and more crazy.
1: And a ruthless friend at that too. You're fucking brutal sometimes.
2: It can be.
1: You can be, but sometimes yeah. it's all tough love, and sometimes it's very necessarily tough love.
2: Honest about a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like most of it, like a lot of it's sarcasm or just like amped up like, a version of, like, the money and my, like, you know.
1: You, like, over-dramatize everything, but it's still accurate, and it's so, I love the, um, what was the one video, like, about frat guys or something that you did? Yeah,
2: probably. I did, did like, a few, like, character, like, one or two, like, that, um, and then I, like, made a few, yeah, made a few videos of that, (laughs) because, like,
1: you're scary. Actors. I saw that it was You're like, like funny at
2: first, and then I was like, "Oh shit, people like this." So I was like, "All right, let me keep, let me do that." Because I don't want—I I don't like doing shit where like I see people blow up that way, where they'll like do one thing or one character, one style video, and then people are like, "Oh, it's just so funny!" I get of, and they'll keep doing it, but then eventually it's like, "All right, then anything else you do, people aren't going to fucking want to watch it." So I just do whatever yeah. I want.
1: Your videos always crack me up, and that's why I'm like, "Wait, I haven't seen one in a while," but yeah.
2: I started getting those comments like, "Hey, where have you been?" And I was like, "Oh shit." So I'll, I'll probably like start making videos again like next month or something but
1: obviously as my friend sometimes I have come for you come to you for guy advice and you're always brutal yeah. and you're always honest and to it's, it's tough love and sometimes it's things that I don't want to hear but that's why you're here today is because I know you're gonna give people the honest truth that they don't want to hear but they probably need to fucking hear about hmm. dating, especially as the reformed fuck boy that you are, you can't even lie. <laughs> you are. I was. Are. Yo, it
2: was bad. It was heavy. You
1: were. You were very bad. You were yeah. Wild and out there. And now you're tame. When you look at the things that were in your past, and just were there ever times where you're like, "How the fuck is this girl still around? Like, why? I'm literally being a dick. Why so is she still many here?" Times.
2: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, a lot of times is like, there was one specific relationship that I had that lasted for like a while on and off for years. It was like four years, something like that. But then like mm-hmm. there's time there when you're reflective about it and you're like, wow, I was not a good person. And like the, I, the fact that they stuck around or like try and make it work or like you guys try and figure it out, I think is a testament to the other person more so than yourself. Like, damn, they must really love me or really care. Wish they did.
1: Well, that's a good way to look at it.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) You were looking at that person today and you're, you know, you've seen, you've seen me do it too. You just saw me do it in my last relationship where I was trying Mm -hmm. to fucking work it out and you're like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. But what, what is something you think you could say that would be a reason to get through to them? Like, why should they leave? Why should they dump his ass? Like coming from the guy's perspective, why do you know that they're never going to change and it's never going to work?
2: Oh, um, I think it's different in a lot of situations, but like speaking from experience, I think a lot of what early on it was trying to convince them just with words. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, no, that's not really what the case that's not really the situation. Oh, you're no, I care about you, or I'm only with you, or I love you, or different whatever you try and do, your like your immature manipulation tactics that you try and use rather than showing through actions and deeds I think are the most important Mm -hmm. is just to pay attention to like signage which a lot of times we want to ignore but like if you're not paying attention like what what could I like if you're like like the sign that would say hey you should walk away I think is there's a some things can be worked out I think and then other things me personally I just don't think from a guy's perspective or, or bode well for a woman is if Like, if he cheats on you, I think that's something where, like, I mean, you could take your chances. Um, You could see if it works. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's worked in a small percentage in, in other relationships, but I just think that's one of those things where if you're dating someone who's, I don't know, over 25, 26, who has a firm grasp on their maturity as an adult, that if they still chose out of all the other options to either get out of the relationship or to, go their own way or to do something else. I think they still chose to cheat on you. They knew all the repercussions that were going to come with that. And that says a lot about their character. So then that's one of those where definitely uh, I wouldn't wouldn't go back.
1: Yeah. I feel like cheating too is one of those things. It's how they go about the cheating. You know, who was it with? How did you find out? Did they confess? Like, because I feel like if a partner confesses hey i got blackout and this happened versus i'm gonna hide everything from you sometimes that's different too but The, the,
2: the hidden thing i think is definitely way more hurtful for sure. Yeah. Because it's, you're, you're, you're doing it, you're sneaking around and you're doing it subtly and trying to do. And there's probably situations where you're even, maybe they're catching on or your behavior is different or your patterns are different and you're trying to convince, oh, no, 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 it's all in your head. You're crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the worst is when they convince, oh, I've been there where they're like, no, you're reading into it. Like they're hiding their phone from you. Like if you're, sitting on the couch and they're turning their phone away from you that is oh that's such a red flag to me or they're and turning
2: their phone over or you know you come home one day and all of a sudden they have the what's that the glass the tempered glass oh, on their phone this, for no reason. Yeah, like what you can't why do you have that? it
1: that always susses me out like why do you need that like what do you mm-hmm. so important on your phone that you don't want people to see but what is your thoughts on couples Having like each other's passcodes or like an open phone policy. Do you think that's healthy, or do you think that's Mm. just going to lead to toxicity, or kind of in the middle? Like you could, if you really feel the need (laughs) to, but what? Like let's Um, talk about why you feel the need to. You know, I feel like it's one of those things that it gets set to be so tricky in such a gray area.
2: I think you're right. There's definitely a gray area, but I think you know you could. There's two extremes in that perspective. I think one is like before you even get why or what's going on that you think that this would be a good solution or that would be a good idea? Like, why is it so, is it, it's probably to the point where it's, it's bled into a lot of different aspects of your relationship and it's caused it to come to the situation where you're asking for each other's phone codes or phone pa- uh codes, which is sort of an invasion of privacy, but also it's just like, what, where has the honest where has the relationship come so far to the point where you need my my phone password you don't trust me that much it's dissipated so much there's that and then i think you know the opposite of that is the couples who are just so like best friends so in love so just have such an extremely solid bond that it's just like yeah i have this password. here here's my my girlfriend she gives me all the time i forget it sometimes and i'm like even still like um i i remember i had to go um we went to a show and i she had the tickets on her phone and i wanted to go to the bathroom they won't let you in without the tickets and she's like they're on my phone and here's my password and i was like are you sure like even me apprehensively just like oh somebody's giving me their phone password that's weird um but i think you can have two very opposite ends of the spectrum and then in the middle i i, I think it's just one of those where for me personally it's just not something i just think Oh, if it gets to the point where we're asking for each other's uh, phone phone passwords and it's 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 too far gone at that point anyway.
1: I think that's where I went wrong in my last relationship. Is at like right off the bat, we're not even together. He's like, "This is my phone passcode. I have nothing to hide," and I felt inclined to give it to him that's too. Big red flag. Yeah, I interpreted it as see, he's got nothing to hide. Meanwhile, he ended up having other girls' nudes on his phone, but. <laughs> and then he went through my computer he was always accusing me of cheating and ended up going through my computer one day trying and I knew he this is okay this was my toxic move but it was a test because he asked to borrow my computer to do some studying and I was like this motherfucker is going to go through my text isn't he so sure enough I knew he was going to look for my conversations with my guy my two guy friends that he didn't like so I deleted them (laughs) because I wanted to, because if he didn't go through my computer, he wouldn't know the conversations were gone. Yeah. And sure enough, two weeks later, he like flips a shit on me, which that was the other thing. He would always wait weeks to bring up a problem. And I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? But, um, yeah. So he confronted me about it. I denied till I died. Maybe that was a little manipulative of me, but- <laughs> I just wanted to see if you would actually take it that far.
2: <laughs> but even early on, even before all that, like yeah. before you even felt like you had to admit something, it's, it just comes from a place of like,
1: insecurity. for a guy
2: that's it, yeah. Insecurity and projection. Cause like why you immediately asking someone for their passcode is, it says a lot, way more about you than it does them. Yeah. And the idea that like you feel obligated or that you have the right to go look through somebody's phone, which is really intimate, like personal, yeah, thing like the most besides maybe somebody's journal um yeah it's yeah, definitely cause, a huge problem
1: because people should have the right to vent about their partners to their friends mm-hmm. privately it can get tricky if you're talking to your friends about problems that you won't even tell your partner and you're not communicating that to your partner and that's also an issue I've had in the past where a previous partner was talking to his best girlfriend about issues that I didn't even know we had so it always gets very tricky, but you have a right to privacy even in a relationship, and I think that always leads to more issues.
2: Yeah, and also like just piggybacking, like if someone's not allowing you to like, if that's not like rational enough for somebody else, then I think that's that's says a lot more about them than it does you. I mean, like if somebody's pushing the idea that like, no, 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 I you need to, it's like well this is a basic you know idea of private you know privacy this isn't this isn't something that just everybody does you know what I mean it's not normal so it, yeah. that leads to a lot of gaslighting and just tons of bad stuff
1: uh, we love dating in our 20s <laughs> <laughs> but
2: it's experience it's all experience
1: it's all experience and i hopeful for myself that in crappy experiences will come a good one speaking of just you know cheating and being emotionally available and stuff how can a girl actually know if a guy is going to be emotionally available obviously aside from other red flags like should she just fucking shoot her shot and go up to him and ask for his number or does she need to wait for him to like play the chase game i feel like i always hear so many different things from guys of what guys want
2: I don't think you'll ever, you're not going to actually know what's going on, you know, in the mind of, you know, some random dude at the bar, you, you know, you think is cute or whatever. Um, but I, but like, I would say definitely go up to him and at least Bruce, like have a conversation with him. Um, but I think going forward with that, um, like, uh, Finding out if a guy's interested, I think you just pay attention to the signs. If he's going to make, you know, he's going to make time for you. He's going to make it a point to see you. He's going to make it a point to want to get to know you or that, you know, oh, I think you're cool. I would love to see you again or, like, go out of his way um, to make an effort to hang out with you, see you, spend time with you, get to know you more. Um, And if he's not doing that, um, chances are, sis, like, it's not – he's probably got a lot of other things going on. Yeah, just speaking from experience, you know, if he's not if he's seen you when he wants to see you or he's seen nah, I want to hang out on the weekends, or he's only hit you up late night, or he's not really responding to your text, although people have, you know, people are busy, blah, 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 but I'm sure, you know, two, three hours. Oh, I'm just getting back to you. It's kind of a little ticky tacky with that. But just if there's no like, you know, direct open line of constant communication and, and him making an effort to, to, to make you a priority, probably, he's probably just got a lot of other things going on. Maybe it's other girls. He's, you know, social media. He's got work. He's, he's focused on his boys and going out and just having experiences. The I think fucking you run into, boys. Yeah, you run into <laughs> a lot of that in, uh, you know, after post college, you know, guys hot out of college, you know, the early mid twenties Um, like those immature days of where they, us guys just, you know, just want to have as much fun as experience as we can and, we're not um, looking for anything serious, but time, you know, there's other guys who are, I think it's just specific to the person. So it's just, Hey man, see what's up with the guy. If you're interested. And then, you know, I would say just pay attention to the signs as things move along.
1: Yeah. That is all very fair. In terms
2: of his availability, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I feel like guys too, I've ran into this habit where they're so hot from the get go. Like I want to see you I want to take you out. I want to get to know you and then either you sleep with them or you get to see hit a certain point. I've always noticed that it's like the three week mark, the three Mm -hmm. week mark for some reason seems to be either they're going to ghost or they're going to actually keep pursuing you. I don't know what it is. Is it the, like, do guys just get bored? Like, um, I think y'all have short attention spans.
2: Listen, it's, it could be that. It could also be, you know, it depends. A lot of it has to do with maturity and age bracket. I think that's something that doesn't, like, we like to wrap up, like, oh, all men are this or all women are this. But it's like, man, there's a lot of, you know, if you catch a guy at 22 and 23, he's going to be vastly different to, you know, relationship wise than he is at, I don't know, 27, 28. Um, so it just depends. But I think, like you were saying, three weeks and then you might get a ghost. It it, it depends. Honestly, it depends. Um, but if something, I don't know, it could be you guys aren't getting, it. he's not, maybe he feels like, oh, maybe you want a little bit more commitment, maybe a little bit more time commitment or emotionally, or maybe, I don't know, it could be a plethora of different reasons but um could be sexual chemistry isn't there or something like that but um usually it's just like oh shit maybe she thinks we're dating or i don't want a girlfriend right now or i'm not trying to commit to anything so let me just it's easier for a guy i think people in general maybe i don't know how women feel about this but dudes like it's easier for me to just just ghost or like you know drop the communication off than it is to be like hey you know i had fun but i'm not interested
1: I I feel like there are plenty of women that ghost. Me personally, I've ghosted and I hate to admit that, but I feel like a lot of the times nobody. I think everyone's ghosted at least one. Everyone's in ghosted. Life. <clears throat> no one doesn't have that conversation of hey, like that. It's not you. It's me.
2: Because a lot it, of people no, don't like to deal with that. That emotional side of it. Just like oh, yeah. did I do something wrong? Was it me? And then you have to explain. Well, oh, say it is something. Say the sexual. He's, the sex was. He thought it was bad or something. Like having to yeah. explain that to another person is like ah, shit. I don't want. Like do I don't
1: want to tell a guy like sorry. Like, the sex just was horrible. That Because mm-hmm. that is a turnoff for me, it's, at least.
2: Yeah, because that's a big part of having, like, a healthy relationship is that sexual chemistry. If that's not there for a lot of people, for most of us, you can't really build off of that. It's really difficult.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's something you can definitely like sex can work get on. better you yeah you can get better at sure. sex but you need to communicate yeah. that and if you already don't if that gave you the ick there's no coming back from that because like yes guys,
2: very true you get already the like, oh, too i don't want to have to tell you yes very true
1: yeah that if you were really interested in them you'd be really like you'd be willing to work on it yes and i think that's something people need to pay attention to is are you actually interested in them or do you just like the attention
2: because I'll, I'll i'll say this with that um to put up like a button on that it's like for me personally like i've never like you said three weeks four weeks whatever it is early stages like i've never ghosted a chick who i was having a good time with if that makes sense right so there a has chick. to be something there a girl a woman whatever <laughs> um it's just this line
1: I know, I it's just like I haven't, no, I just haven't heard that. Being in the South, I don't hear that as much anymore. Ah, so, a so when I hear it yeah. now, I'm like, whoa, it feels like home. But uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, no, but basically, it's true.
2: yeah, if, it is if true. I'm having a good time with somebody, I'm not going to just go. So there's got to be something there. Whether it's exactly. it's more than likely, though, I will say it's probably them. Being a guy in your mid early 20s, man, it's it's definitely you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Damn. That is Usually,
2: usually, usually, usually.
1: Usually, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's one of those things that a lot of problems could always be avoided if people are honest and upfront about their expectations at the beginning. But I think communication Mm -hmm. is just, no one wants to have hard conversations anymore.
2: No. And communication is very, very important.
1: Especially Orlando,
2: like you said, you have to set your boundaries.
1: And- obviously a lot of nowadays dating and stuff is over text. It's over dating apps. What is your advice for girls who like sit there and just analyze guys' messages? You know, they're sweating, what does this mean? Or How, what it, What kind of tone would this be in? Things like that, because I feel like girls are always misinterpreting guys' messages and that leads into more problems because they're then imagining these relationships that are just not anywhere near reality.
2: Yeah. Um, I think, um, it's, it's, it it can go both ways. I think dudes looking, especially if we're like, um, in the beginning, like, Oh, this chick is like, I I think she's super attractive or I think she's super cool or whatever. Like early on you, you you overanalyze, but I think you're right. Girls, I think tend to do that a lot more or way more intricate with their thoughts. And when it comes to like, um, especially when it's a new relationship, it's like something new and fresh. And I think the idea is like, you don't want to fuck it up or you don't want to do something to mess it up. And girls are very, very hard on themselves, which is unfortunate. And probably systemically just technically a big problem that we've caused. Um, But I think (laughs) you said it, not me. (laughs) Yeah. I think um, speaking from experience, my friends and stuff, we're just super like straightforward and direct. So I think on when it comes to navigating on like dating apps and stuff and like just through text and like you know flirt flirtatious conversation especially early getting to know someone i think like don't harp too much on like or read too much into it but also try and be vigilant of like i said signs if the communication's there if they're responding um early and often and they seem engaged and having fun um through you know your text conversations or on like say you're on tinder or bumble they make it a plan hey let me Let me at least have your number. I don't want to text on, I don't want to message you on Tinder or Bumble or, you know, they're making a point when they're texting you to keep the conversation fun and engaging. And then eventually that leads to, hey, I want to see you this day or I want to hang out or we should make plans or something like that. Um, Then that's usually a good sign. But if not, if it's the opposite, I think that's something that you have to be weary of. Um, Especially like, because it's hard. I understand it's hard for girls to gauge like, I think it's hard for anybody, but, like, you, like, the conversation, you don't know the context, whether somebody's being sarcastic or they're being silly, or maybe they just have a dry way of saving, saying things or their delivery's off or they're, like, silly or they they have their quirks. So it's, like, uh, I don't know what this means. Sometimes it's best if you just don't read too much into what it is that a guy's, like, saying Yeah. in terms of, like, those little idiosyncrasies. But, like, overall, the conversation should definitely be geared towards, like, you both engaging with one another for sure
1: yeah i've definitely done that before also the whole asking for your number thing personally and i always tell my friends this we're in our fucking 20s if a guy's asking for your snapchat over your phone number he just wants to fuck that's
2: definitely red fuck yeah (laughs)
1: there's no way around that (laughs) or i think
2: you're cute enough to like hang out with you late night that's not a that's not somebody you want to you know if a dude's directly oh we should snap or let me get your instagram it's like and I think you're cute, but like, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not going to put in the effort to come and actually hang out. Gate.
1: Yeah. It's not, yeah, gonna I'm not going to, I'm not going to
2: go out of my way to take you out. No, definitely not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's something I just wanted to put on the record because I've started just ignoring guys that they asked me for my <laughs> snap and not my number.
2: I <laughs> mean, it could be, yo, it honestly, like, I don't know, like I'm not 21. So I don't know if that's just, cause I know a lot no. of girls don't like to give out their numbers sometimes, but I'm also like, really? oh, you're 21, 22. Yeah. I've heard that. Because I actually huh. it's funny enough, I made a video about that that got like it, it did pretty well, but like a lot of the comments girls are like, Hey man, like I don't like to give out my number like that, like that. I would I yeah. would have to get to know you or something like that. And it's like I prefer Snapchat or I prefer to Instagram DM. It's like, well, I guess that's a small percentage of it.
1: Yeah, because I mean me personally, the way I look at it is asking for my number signifies okay, you want to talk and get to know me. That and also Correct. just giving you my number doesn't give you my last name my snapchat has my last name on it so hmm. personally and you can always block
2: you can block any you can block a number you could block whatever
1: no you can block it but it's like then they have your last name they can google you they can oh whatever. yeah yeah on
2: snapchat your number that's is just, just how you know, i
1: look at it yeah. like your number you can easily block or just never answer and say you them right. the wrong one something like yeah. that but that's just my thoughts On it, Um, so we're talking about texting and misinterpreting. What do you think are instant things girls do? Let me phrase that. What are things girls do in the past in your experience that have just been like instant turn-offs for you? Like,
2: oh, instant turn-offs. The jealousy insecurity thing is is a good one. It's hard to gauge like in like Mm -hmm. when you're first meeting someone. I think like we I think anybody can be fooled in those first few weeks or month of dating, but I think eventually, like, it, you know, it, it'll, whatever it it is that that's, that, those negative aspects about that person definitely going to come out, um, so I say it's tough for anybody, guy or girl, in the beginning to, like, really find, like, something, like, like, a significant red flag, but I would just say overall, like, definitely, like, in, the insecurity, the jealousy, who are you talking to, I saw her comment on your thing, or I see your friends with her, why are you following them, and I think social media has a lot to do with it, too, um, I think, those two things can like snowball into a really like oh yeah just a toxic environment in in the relationship. It's just like it creates so many rifts and bleeds into so many different things, especially if you're dealing with somebody who's a super jealous or like insecure person, stuff like that. Or um, I the games, 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 um. I see a lot of like you know, girls do certain things. Well, maybe I'll I'll wait three hours before I text him back. Even though I want to text him right now, I'm gonna wait three hours. Or just silly yeah, like shit he, like that.
1: Like he took 20 minutes, I'm gonna take 40.
2: Yeah, exactly. Or like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna act like my response to oh, do you wanna hang out or do you let me take you out is I'm gonna be nonchalant about my my response, even though oh no, I really want to hang out with him. Or something like that. Like those like little toxic games that like we like to play. Mm back and forth um between guys and girls that like i think as you get more mature as you age like and you have you've been through those experiences those are one of those instant ones where like i don't have time for this shit yeah like i'm not beat like if you like me great let's let's move forward with this if not like let's i'm not playing these like back and forth ticky tacky shit that's stupid
1: yeah that for sure i've i've seen friends in the past do that and it's I mean, I'm dealing with that right now where I was seeing a guy. He was doing some sus shit, fucking blocked me from seeing his stories when he went to Chicago, supposedly with his family, supposedly with his family, but suddenly I can't see anything as you're in Chicago with your family. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a little toxicity came out. I was like, fine. Two can play that game. So I made it. He can no longer see my shit. Course. suddenly guess who's up my ass again and it's like why yeah. is this the game why is this getting your attention like that just told me all right, you're, you only want one thing for me and I know what that one thing is and it's not even that great. So we're, goodbye, there's a door.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's something we all like, just like <laughs> sign up for unknowingly, unconsciously when we're like 22 years old that like, all right, this is how the game's gonna go for the next four or five years until we're all old He's enough. fucking
1: 25. Like, dude, you're 25. Like yeah. start growing up a little bit.
2: That's yeah. usually when we start to hit, a, hit the, oh shit, this isn't, this is corny. Let me cut this out.
1: <laughs> but yeah. those
2: those 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 younger years in your early twenties it can be rough with you like that though that just adds know. another layer to the dating game
1: It really does, and I want to backtrack to the confidence and the jealousy thing mm-hmm. so do you think well the insecurity, I guess, but to a guy is being confident a turn on like do you think that's something guys are attracted to is wow, she's really confident it doesn't matter if you're the most attractive girl in the room? Mm-hmm is confidence something that could make you more yes effective.
2: that's very sexy like if say like if i'm out or whatever um my friends or something and a girl like a group of girls we see a group of girls and one of them like makes a beeline and like comes up and is like hey what's up like i could tell right from the back like her energy is like I, I think i'm feeling you like what's going on like that's super, like because that never ever happens i always tell girls like if you think if you see a dude out you think he's cute whatever the case may be go up to that guy because there's mm-hmm. a there's a there's a very high chance that a it's either never happen like that rare that never happens or b it's like he's gonna be like so taken aback that he's like who is this girl what's like this net this is so rare um but then the flip side of that is like when if you're dealing with like like an insecure guy like a guy who's like no i don't want an overly confident or or they they see that as like you know like oh she's powerful or so, or something along those lines um mm-hmm. it could be intimidating like they see it as guy. a
1: threat almost yeah right right
2: right right that's that comes from a place of insecurity and like they're just intimidated by it but I would say large majority of men the majority of us guys would definitely definitely find that as an attractive trait
1: it's funny because I get told a lot that I'm intimidating I'm like, why? Hmm. Because I I look you in the eyes when I talk to you.
2: You seem sure of yourself. You're confident. Or you you don't take any shit. Or you have the guys love to say, oh, you have a you have a RBF,
1: the or you horror. just have like an
2: angry face, which I think is weird. I'm weird. I think that's attractive. I like RBF. Like if I see a girl at a at a bar, it looks like she's having a miserable time on her face. I want to talk to that girl. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm a glutton for punishment, but I I I don't know. I see that as like, oh okay.
1: Well, you're a Scorpio man, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: I like a brooding woman now. <laughs> <I> <laughs> is your just girlfriend that's,
1: brooding?
2: <laughs> no, she definitely can. She definitely has uh, her her like sassiness, though, which is which is, it's cute in the afterthought. In the moment, it's kind of like, you know, she's yeah, gonna
1: kill like you that, for though. that one later.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the it's the New York City. It's the New York City. That's why I blame uh, it.
1: Ah, yeah. In terms of jealousy. Instagram, social media, yes, those all fuel it. I personally don't think liking another girl's picture is cheating, but I think that could be a conversation of boundaries. Like, do you and your girlfriend have any rules about that kind of stuff? You know, what yeah, are your, we?
2: um, we, Like, go we, into a little more
1: detail on that.
2: Yeah, we ran into that early. I mean, for instance, like on TikTok, there would be this one girl who followed me and was like super, super, like just like nice, whatever. She was like, Oh, I like. She started following me like early, early on. I had ten, made, didn't even have ten thousand followers. So I followed her back, and then it was just like a super, like platonic, like friendly, like oh shit, we're both on TikTok. Like you started following me back then. Like I follow you now. We both have thousands of followers now. This is cool, and we would comment back and forth. And it, it was like, oh, I saw that girl like commenting and like you liking it or like putting like emojis or something like that. And like, what's what's up with that? Or like. Mm-hmm. I would go on, I would be on Instagram and I would comment like only, it would only be my friends, right? It would mm-hmm. be girls that I was friends with. Now, are they attractive? Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Does she know the dynamic of the relationship though? No, she no. doesn't know that we're friends. She doesn't know that, that, Oh, I, I, I knew this girl from eight years ago, like one of my first jobs and like, blah 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 and it's like oh i'm the only one who's following her out of everybody that she knows so she looks at it as like oh you're just following another hot girl you're just commenting on a hot girls thing it's like no i fucking know this girl i know this girl's family stuff like that is like a dynamic of like it's like the gray area in social media but
0: mm-hmm. like
2: liking a girl's pics if you're or if you're a guy your girl's liking uh, hot dudes I, I i personally don't give a shit that doesn't bother like i don't care as long as like you're spending your time, and you're in the relationship. Like as long as your DMs, you're not responding, and like
1: mm-hmm. we're all
2: copacetic there, then it's fine. But I think social media as a whole, for someone who's naturally insecure or a jealous person, um, can definitely add um, a lot of problematic. Anxieties. Like yeah whether it's you're fueling that by not understanding that they don't like that sort of thing. Cause like when, for instance, like my girlfriend, she told me right away and was like, I just, I don't like that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, you got it. I'm not going to do it anymore. And I've stopped and I didn't do it since. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, that, you know, that can come from, so you have to be aware of like, okay, maybe she's dealt with some guy in the past, or even as a girl, maybe this guy has dealt with some Girl who is flirty on Instagram with dudes or like whatever the case is. And like that put that that insecurity in them. And then maybe, you know, oh, they were gassed with the whole relationship. Things like that, like details about someone's personal life. To you, it might look like, oh, you're just being crazy. Or you're just being jealous, or you're just being a bitch. But it's like all of these other things add to that. And mm-hmm. social media, I think, makes it way worse because it puts it in the scope of like, everyone's so hot. Everyone's in your face all the time. And it's like, you have to be the best version of yourself. And it's like, Oh, I'm comparing now I'm comparing myself to the girls that you're liking pics of. And it's like, oh well, that is a can of worms that you don't want to open.
1: It's always hard to. And I have friends who are like that. And I think one of the things is if that really is gonna be a boundary for you, you just have to communicate it respectfully. You know, don't be attacking Mm -hmm. them, don't be accusing them. Just be like, Hey, this makes me uncomfortable. Can we talk about it? Can we come to some sort of compromise? Like, is it okay that I ask, Oh, who is this person? You explain it to me like Whatever the case Mm -hmm. is, whatever works. But You're you're
2: right. The communication is important. Make sure it's not – like you're just assuming the worst. Because I know a lot Mm -hmm. of times girls will do that. And that's probably no fault of your own or that's just you being more emotive and like emotionally intelligent and just thinking, you know, like getting in your own head about it. But Mm -hmm. always just don't assume the worst. But then on top of that, like if it's something that you – don't like or that's something that you feel as if is would be problematic for you whether it is that you know that's something you have to work out by yourself or you know your partner's causing it just make you definitely have to communicate that
1: like i said literally 20 minutes ago communication is just non-existent nowadays and everyone would rather everyone is i think stuck in whatever happened in their past and needs to work on it but doesn't know how i think that's i think that's why therapy
2: coming to the forefront is great that's, therapy that's really, has
1: really changed me in the past couple of months and I wish I'd I mean granted I've been in and out of therapy since I was 14 years old but I never had a therapist like I had now and I feel like people need to look at therapy this is gonna be the worst analogy ever but like buying a pair of shoes like you want to try on the pair of shoes you want to make sure it fits and that it's comfortable and that mm-hmm. it's going to get you to where you need to be like mm-hmm. you're not going to buy a pair of size tens if you're a size five i don't know that's such a dumb analogy but you get my point is that not in a car therapist- car
2: you gotta test drive the car
1: yeah you test drive the, the car you. like not every therapist is going to be the right fit mm-hmm. for you we've talked about being emotionally available how to know if he's not interested all that good stuff what are aside from confidence what are things women can do i guess to maybe pique his attention maybe get him interested aside from just going up to him and talking to him
2: Hmm. um i think well it's hard if you don't know the person right but yeah
1: as you're getting to know them i guess
2: okay taking an interest in what he likes at least being observant in that you know in that um regard i think that's for anybody though really but like yeah I guess since you're asking, but yeah, definitely take an interest. Maybe he likes, maybe he's a big, uh, live sports guy. Maybe he likes to go to, sh- maybe he likes to see shows. Maybe he's, um, likes to do hikes. He's an outdoorsy person, shit like that. Maybe make it a, Hey, I think I would like to go hiking with you or I'd like to, I mean, I'm not a fish. I don't think I'm not a fishing guy. I know a lot of dudes are into that. That's not my, that's not my thing, but whatever. <laughs> maybe you want to sacrifice an afternoon and go fishing. I don't know. Or maybe he fucking, maybe he plays video games. I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, oh, what are you playing? Or what do you, like, I don't know. S- simple things like that. Just taking interest in what he likes to do and making it like a shared experience.
0: Yeah. Or at least
2: show that like, hey, you know, I'm willing to do this or I'm willing to at least make the effort to enjoy what you enjoy because I like you.
0: You yeah. know what I mean?
2: And then um, I think that opens the door for him. Like a guy to at least under like see that and be like oh well I got a good girl here or like this is definitely something that I um I want to keep pursuing Mm
1: -hmm. yeah what would you say too I feel like I always see girls being like don't give him the girlfriend treatment if you're not his girlfriend or even guys saying it too but things like making him dinner or I don't know picking up his favorite snack shit like that do you think it Could cause guys to take them for granted or do you think if they're just going to be a shitty guy they're going to be a shitty guy no matter what you do um
2: yeah i think it depends on the situation but shitty guys usually are going to be a fucking shitty guy um (laughs) and it depends from experience there yeah um (laughs) shit i was a shitty guy um no but i think if you're like it's hard because like some dudes won't notice those little things and then Mm -hmm. other dudes will and say well you're always she's always going out of her way to do like super sweet things for me but I will say like early on in the relationship um listen you want to go buy you want to go pick up some McDonald's because you're both hungry fine but you know going out of your way or bending over backwards for somebody that you haven't established boundaries or hey you know we're seeing each other right we're exclusive or something like that um I don't think is a good idea and then also like if you're not establishing that you know, he, some guys, again, could see that as a sign of like, all right, well, what does she think? of? It? She's my girlfriend. Like, that's not what we talked about. We never brought that up. Because mm-hmm. I think from a guy's perspective, especially a guy in his mid early 20s, um, like navigating the dating scene, I think for us, man, like it's like, you're going to be single until you establish otherwise. So like, even if I'm seeing you for three, four weeks, we're having sex, we're going out, I'm still... In my head, unless we've established, yes, we're an exclusive relationship, I'm still free to do whatever I want. So, like, you, it sucks and it's shitty pre- to present it that way, but you'd rather be armed yeah. for girls with that information than just being like, well, what the fuck? I thought we were dating. Like, I don't know. Like, you never said that, but I thought we were dating. And I think so many girls, especially, like, inexperienced ones, get caught up in that. Like, yeah. you're giving me all the signs that we're dating or I'm your girlfriend, but oh, now you're saying I'm not. And it's like, well... You just have to understand that, like, fucking dudes... Young dudes are going to be young dudes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And unless you set those boundaries yourself, like, don't over... Don't, like, go out of your way to to be, like, to do that kind of stuff.
1: Especially when you're talking about the talking... Like, the talking stage. Are we exclusive? Are we... All those fucking stages, it's so confusing now. And nothing needs a label, but you're putting a label on it. So Mm -hmm. why do you think guys... Are more inclined to say, oh, we're exclusive, than just actually say, Yeah, she's my girlfriend. Where does that come from? From a guy's What perspective?
2: do you mean, like the language?
1: Yeah. So I've been in situations prior to officially making it boyfriend, girlfriend, where the guy's like, we're exclusive. Like you can't sleep with other people, I can't sleep with other people, but he won't say I'm his girlfriend, or he won't let me call him my boyfriend. Like, why is Interesting. where do you from the guy's perspective, why do you think that is a thing?
2: Truthfully, I've never like no, I've never seen that like or like, really? or like a guy being like, "Oh no, yeah, it works with." Usually, like, synonymously was... exclusive would mean that, oh, like, we're in a relationship, we're dating. You
1: would, you would um, think, but it doesn't. But just okay, from
2: that's... what you're describing, I would say that like it's probably a commitment thing. It's probably a fear of like, oh no, I don't want to put a label on this because then I'm committed to this other person. Whereas I say, if I'm exclusive, like, she's just not allowed to have sex with anybody else, which is probably what he wants.
1: Yeah, he wants that, like, escape route almost.
2: Yeah, he wants to not be committed to you, but also, like, knows that, like, you're not out here, like, doing your own thing, which I think guys get fearful of guys. Like, dudes always just want their cake. Uh, just they want to have want their, their
1: cake and eat it too. Cake and
2: eat it too. There you go. <laughs> pick it up. But yeah, especially if they're not mature enough, or to be accepting the fact, like, hey, we're both single. Like, you're free to do whatever you want. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you a problem over that. But like, also know I am too. Instead of just saying, no, 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 I don't want you fucking anybody else. Like, no, 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 no. Well, I'm not cool with that. Without overly committed to yeah. being overly committed to it.
1: No, I know that's that was like my last relationship. There were several months where he was like. I don't want you sleeping other people. And he's constantly accusing me of seeing other guys, but he wouldn't ask me to be his girlfriend because he's too afraid to trust me. That should have been hmm. my red flag to fucking run. I don't know. Yeah.
2: That's very, very um one-sided and I want to hold friend's. the power and stuff yeah, like that.
1: It was a control thing for sure. Yeah. And I already know. That's a, a that's a, if,
2: if anything, I leave this podcast. It's if you get, if you start seeing a guy and he's very possessive and controlling, don't like leave immediately that's only going to end very very poorly
1: yeah yeah i should have this is why when i was asking you for advice on that situation and i was saying my friends don't like him i was like yeah it's cuz they're seeing shit that i was not willing
2: yeah to if your friends accept. don't don't like him early on cuz like how hard is it to fuck up early on is a very very bad sign
1: well he never wanted me even talking to my friends about us because he was like you're the reason they don't like me it's like well no you you don't do shitty things
2: yeah it's not i'm not giving them bad information just for the fuck of it you know it's because of your 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 own actions and then you get the the gas and the controlling and it's all bad dudes dudes like that are, are very 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 problematic
1: while we're on the topic of problematic men actually i'm gonna say boys problematic boys because <laughs> men don't act like they like that um what do you think about the responsibility of men to kind of prevent not only prevent but be aware of sexual assault you know like keeping their friends in check listening to the concerns of women you know where do you think that responsibility lies and do you think men should step up more
2: Yeah, um, I think the onus is 100% on guys because girls aren't sexually assaulting each other. I mean, maybe they are in small cases, um, but that's it's very rare,
1: but it can happen. Uh,
2: Yes, it can happen, I'm sure, just like you know, men sexually assaulting other men, but
1: and women sexually assaulting men, but that's not the majority of cases,
2: right? Again, we're talking about in the vacuum of men and women. Uh, I think that's it's 100% on guys, I think because for so long now I wasn't obviously I wasn't around in the 70s 80s 90s or even the early 2000s I was a kid um to understand the dynamic of how, how like how socially men were towards women but mm-hmm. I'm sure we go back and we see everything on social media you know we see the the the, the um, yes honestly. the disparagement of I think of respect between men and women not yeah. only um <clears throat> things like relationships, but also just like professional. Um, I mm-hmm. think for a long time, guys for a large majority socially saw women as less than. And I think that creates a rumor dynamic for men thinking that maybe oh, women are here for me or women are here to service me or women are property. You know, it's yeah. cre- like these like really, really like nasty behaviors of guys for so long was swept on the rug or just like boys well, are gonna be boys and like fucking around maybe you you thinking like oh even in high school like i could you know say okay let's go to an example of back in high school like maybe you like in class oh you grabbed this girl's oh you grabbed her ass. oh that's so funny and you have all the boys in the class laughing and this poor girl was just violated in front of the class but everybody saw that as a joke maybe even the teacher like all right that's enough mm-hmm. cut it out blah 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 but realistically that young lady was just assaulted in the middle of and everybody saw it and nobody gave a fuck but i think back to your original point. Yeah. It's important for guys to, I think two things it's one um, being aware of a girl's, uh, the energy and the body language of girls is, is really important to, to Mm -hmm. pick up on whether, you know, whether it be towards that or just what, just in dating in general, but it's important. And, and also the respect those two go hand in hand. So it's both respect and comfortability um making sure that like no matter the situation whether you know you have a group of girls at a house party or you're one-on-one with a girl at dinner or more so a girl coming over to your place or you going mm-hmm. over to a girl's place doing going out of your way to make her feel comfortable i think is a good first step because you know i, I think shitty guys are gonna be shitty guys so a guy who's thinking of taking advantage of a girl or a guy who's thinking of doing something to a girl whether she wants her or not is it's it's I feel like I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but that energy that they have about that is I think they're going to act on that. Obviously very small percentage of like people who aren't mentally, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. but I think for the large majority, uh, just the regular day-to-day bros, it's important just making sure girls feel comfortable making sure girls feel respected and on the same level as you. And then also just not letting shit slide.
1: Cause that's something I dealt with not only in college, just, but in my twenties going to bars, like, guys think it's okay to grab my ass as they're walking by or i've had guys even try and like slide their hand in my waistband and my pants as Oof. they're walking by and i'm like what the mm-hmm. fuck is your problem but even still you know guys following girls around in the bar and not leaving them alone like if a, i feel like if a girl goes up to a guy's friend like a guy's friend and says hey he's making me uncomfortable the response shouldn't be Oh, that's just that's just Chad. He's just being Chad. That's what he does. That's not okay. If that's what he does Mm -hmm. on a regular basis, Chad's probably not a good guy.
2: Not a good guy. No, definitely not. Like that's I think going along with like reading girls' body languages. Mm
0: -hmm. Girls' body
2: language, one, and then also like respecting them is like you see that's a perfect example of like seeing a situation like that and like seeing that a girl's noticeable uncomfortable or her body language has shifted to I now don't feel safe or I'm I feel in a way that like maybe something potentially could happen with this guy who keeps following me around the bar you as a guy in that situation any guy doesn't have to be friends with her or not you should be the first one to say all right well I'm gonna go talk to him or I'm gonna get the bouncer to be like this guy's creeping on girls at the bar whatever the situation is it doesn't matter but I think whether or not You are friends with them or or it doesn't matter. You as a guy have a responsibility to at least, and I think all or most guys I would like to assume have this like innate, like protection of women in general.
1: I mean, they do like if it's their sister or their family, but in my experience personally, and I think a lot of my friends would kind of speak to me that they're like that if it's a stranger, but the second you're talking about their bro, no, he's such a good dude. That's like the most common response. Like, oh, you know, he's such a good guy. He would never do that. But the thing we have yeah. learned nowadays is they the guy who commits assault isn't the – it's no longer the stranger in the bushes that we're warned about growing up. It's mm-hmm. most likely the star athlete, the guy that everyone mm-hmm. knows and loves and is such a good guy. Like, those are the ones that are ca- still capable of doing it. And I For think sure. that's where – it's almost like they need to check their egos a little bit. Like, hey, dude, like your, your buddy – is not being okay right now, or
2: at least be willing to put yourself in the shoes of like "Eh, she's probably not lying she's not gonna make this up for no reason and i think um like social media has really fucked this up or thrown a wrench into this a lot with like the cloud chasing behavior like a lot of it is just like like for instance what was uh what was last week the 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 uh, the girl with the hot sauce and Drake, and he put hot sauce and the, oh,
1: yeah, the yeah, condom he put hot- after
2: blah blah, like yeah, shit like is. that is like you have girls who will like make up something so stupid and something so ridiculous, and then come on and be like, oh, I was traumatized because blah blah blah, or you know, the small the the girls who were like the small percentage
0: that lie yes yes the make, very very make small shit percentage.
2: Up. And then you fuck it up, as I say, you fuck it up for the real victims. You fuck it up for girls to, like, no, man, this guy grabbed my ass at the bar right in front of you. And nobody said anything because that's fucking That's Chase, bro. He's a good dude. He wouldn't do that or he was just fucking around.
1: Yeah. That's- and a lot,
2: yeah, you're right. Dudes don't want to check their friends or dudes don't feel comfortable going up to their friend and essentially accusing them of, like, yo, you're grabbing this girl and blah, blah, blah. Like, they would rather just play it off as, ah, he's, he's just fucking around. Just stay away from him. Or, like, uh, c- come yeah. hang out with us. Take because the then what happens is who's next? It just gets worse and worse.
1: Yeah, it just gets worse. And they'll, okay, fine, I'll leave her alone. But I'm going to go up to the next girl in the bar and do the same shit until. The
2: situation, the stakes raise. Or maybe they're at a, they're at a party at a house. And maybe, oh, you know, she's not she's not in the right state of mind. Let me try and see what I can yeah take advantage of. You know, stuff, shit like that. It gets worse and worse instead of having somebody check them you know, early on.
1: Yeah. Which is sad because I think if a guy would call out his friend, maybe he'd listen a little bit more, even if it was waiting till the next day when they're all sober and be like, Hey dude, you weren't acting. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. that wasn't cool.
2: I mean, I've had that happen to me, you know, um, this was years ago, but, um, one of our girlfriends, she's, she's part of our friend group. Another one of our guy friends was just, who we, we've all known each other for years since high school, you know, years and years. And like, <clears throat> for whatever reason, this one night, you know, he was getting a little too, little too handsy and like just stepping out of balance. And she was like really uncomfortable. And she like mm-hmm. let me and one of our other guy friends know like, Hey, you know, such and such was being really creepy last night. And I just like, it, it made me like, uh, we were supposed to hang out the next night. Everybody was supposed to go somewhere. And she was like, I'm just going to sit this one out. I don't really feel like I want to go. Yeah. And, me and my other friend kind of just like, we're like, okay. So we, you know, we, we saw him later that night and we're like, Hey man, you, you need to apologize. You need to speak with her. You need to let her know that like, Hey, I'm sorry. I was drunk. I made a mistake. You know, I'm not that guy.
0: Yeah. that's and one of mean- those
2: e- It's, 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 it's easy, but then it's not in certain situations. Like a guy might think like, Oh, I'm being a bad friend or I'm being a dick. If I, you know, accusing my friend of, you know, being, A creep towards girls—that's never what I think a guy wants to hear. Like, yo, you're you're creeping these girls out. Yeah, Um, but it's also one that like needs in those situations, 100% needs to be had.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate, but if I think the fact that if a guy can recognize, oh yeah, that behavior wasn't okay, Mm -hmm. and they can accept it and they can move on from it, it does. Like I always say, good people are capable of doing bad things, just like bad people are capable of doing good things. You know, it does not one action does not make you inherently good or bad but it's how you follow after that yeah you know if you continue that pattern pattern yeah. and i think you know accepting responsibility hey i was i was acting like a creep is kind of like the first step of dismantling that toxic masculinity because i kind of think that's where a lot of this stems from is that toxic masculinity i am man i can have what i want when i want it Mm -hmm. kind of thing
2: And I think it's, it sucks for girls because a lot of times I think one of the number one reasons is why girls don't like to say anything or like just would rather it be ignored is the reaction you're going to get is the, Mm -hmm. the, or the overreaction I should say of a guy maybe like, I don't know, necessarily it could be yelling at you. It could, it could physically end up, you know, really bad. And I think that again, that dynamic of like guys and girls or men and women puts like a strain on it because girls don't want to be put into that situation. And it's happened enough to enough women. And like that, I'm sure, you know, maybe you type, I'm sure it's happened to you. Yeah. I know we're like, you either reject a guy or don't give a guy the the response that he wanted, And it turns into world war three and you're like, well, what the fuck? I don't want, I never want this to happen again. So I'd rather just whatever, not do anything, which is also not the response
1: no it's not the response or you get the guys too like this happened to me personally i never spoke up about my assault you know that Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: the guy i don't think i ever told you about this how i ran into him four years later it was the same Mm -hmm. summer you it was the same summer you and i met um Mm -hmm. and i had seen him for the first time since that night and I will never forget, like I was prepared for the, you're crazy, you're making it up. I was prepared for all those answers. What I was not prepared for was the, yeah, I know what I did, but it was four years ago and you should be over it by now.
2: (laughs) Which might even be worse.
1: It was worse. Oh my God. It was so much worse because it was like, okay, so you knew exactly what you were doing.
2: And you you, just think it wasn't a big deal.
1: You think it wasn't a big deal. And that attitude I think is a lot more concerning.
2: Very much. I would say that guy- uh
0: shit.
1: Yeah, and once I came out <sighs> publicly once I came out publicly as a sexual assault survivor I was suddenly getting DMs from random girls of...
2: Saying the same thing?
1: No, saying like, hey, I'm talking to so-and-so because I'm not going to name him, but I was, mm. I'm talking to so-and-so like, I saw your post, like, can you give me more detail? And I'm like, but I didn't name him in the post. Mm. I did not give any indicators as to who it was
2: mm-hmm. so you just no
1: cl- well no clearly it was I have a feeling either a friend of his or something he was like this girl he because he didn't even follow me he was someone sent him my post I haven't blocked and that's probably I think, so
2: that means other people know and it's just like
1: it's one of those why things is that's like, okay with that exactly like especially I was like girl what like woman to woman mm-hmm. to woman that's a whole other issue but i know who i know the guy that sent it to him and i'm like you're only feeling the fire there buddy like this yeah. is your friend quote unquote that's who you want to be friends with but yeah that's um it just all stems back to that toxic masculinity and i think surprisingly as a reformed fuck boy
2: mm-hmm. i think <laughs> with the thing like like with that situation you
1: you own like you own the times you've been toxic but at the same time now that i feel like i've seen a lot of growth in you and i feel like you're someone if i was at a bar i'd feel comfortable giving you my drink to hold if i went to the bathroom yes
2: i was never i was you were never that bad i was never ever i would never even be that no you were
1: never like that you were Um, just like a dick Yeah, I was there's just a, a, with, my, a with
2: my feelings.
1: Yeah, there's a difference <laughs> between a dick and, like, a fucking psychopath. Yes. Those, clarifying I think, that. <laughs> I,
2: what I was going to say is I think large percentage of guys, I think guys for the most part are not out to do what that person did. I think that's someone who's – Yeah. um, Someone who's mentally – I'm not a psychologist, but definitely um, should be evaluated – to say the least
1: oh, thousand percent he was i've like there were so many other things i you know me my track record with dating is not very great Mm-mm.
2: um <laughs> you've had some bad ones you had some doozies
1: i have had some doozies and that is why i'm not dating at the moment because i'm like i seem to only attract That's one good, kind of guy yeah. uh yeah no it's been good for me it has been honestly very peaceful <laughs>
2: Especially relationship driven people, a lot of them don't like they can't you know handle being oh, yeah, single or don't feel lonely or whatever.
1: Um, I mean I am a very relationship driven person. I think that's part of why I'm not talking to guys right now is because I know I'm only get, I get more drained when it's like why am I gonna bother wasting my time getting to know mm-hmm. you spending this time with you, letting you fucking put your dick inside me and <laughs> <laughs> yet yeah, you don't want to know what my favorite color is like that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> at least the way I see it. I'm just I've always been a relationship person but yeah the next relationship I get in I want to be able to have these conversations and what would you say like if a guy isn't willing to have these kinds of hard conversations with a girl I feel like that should be a red flag in itself like yeah. obviously it's not great to hear about toxic masculinity and it's uncomfortable but at, um, as someone who's now in a relationship what is your advice to the guys like why they should have these conversations and why it's important
2: so that you un- I think it's under it's important just for the progression of you know the whole guys and girls thing the whole this whole thing that we, you know we continue to do that makes the world go around um mm-hmm. is just understanding women's perspective way more and just understand get a pulse as to how women feel about a lot of situations because there will be something that as a guy you don't look at necessarily from the same perspective that a girl would because again you guys are way more emotionally intelligent than we are um and it's important that like you see things through you know a f- you know the feminine lens i think that um what's it called the the female gaze that's what it's called
1: yes um, i like the female i don't know if that's so applied that's...
2: only to like attractiveness or whatever but i would just just for this point i think just the idea
1: no i get what you mean think about I those kind of mean. things i i feel like yeah talking about the male gaze the female gaze usually is geared towards just attractiveness but i get what you mean like the way women see the world is very different yes, very from different. how men see the world and i feel like it's you have to have those conversations to kind of get on the same page and meet in the middle almost.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, you know, taking those experiences with you. And then maybe, you know, you, you're at least open to, you know, when you're getting around your boys, you say, oh well, somebody might say something or do something where, you know, that's a callback to like calling out your friends, like, ah, bro, you know, I don't really, nah, that's not, that's not the, that's not the move. That's not a good idea. Or, that's not what girls want. Or, that's not something you should be doing. Um, which is like a lot of the times we just, take advice who do we take advice from we take advice from our friends from our uncles from our cousins instead of going straight to the source and having those conversations with girls like wait what what do you guys actually like or would like to see from men
1: oh you're flipping it on me now okay i mean from personal experience i think the biggest thing is communication I've had guys who've asked me out on dates and they've been up front like, hey, yeah, I want to go out with you, but I'm not looking for a relationship. And I always tell them, that's cool. We can still hang out then platonically as friends. Like, I don't do casual hookups. Mm -hmm. And then, so I've gotten some guy friends from that. But definitely communication, I think, is the big thing. Like, don't, for me personally, and I know this would go for a lot of my friends, don't be fucking kissing my forehead holding my hand in public like doing those physical touches that would signal to a girl that you're interested in them and that you want a relationship with them because Mm. then that's that's where girls get the idea of oh he likes me
2: you're dating oh he
1: wants something with me oh he's like if i'm at a guy's apartment three days a week and we're fucking sleeping together and i've met his friends and shit of course Mm -hmm. i'm going to assume he wants a relationship because that's what the actions are telling me. And I mean, I've gotten to a point personally where I now will have those conversations of, hey, before we keep going, I just want to say, this is where I'm at, where are you at? Mm -hmm. And so again, it goes back to just communicating what you want. Also for me personally, it is such a turnoff if a guy a is not taking care of himself. Like if, a guy thinks it like I've run into guys that think it's feminine to take proper care of themselves, like wash their face. Oh, you mean like
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's like that's wash crazy.
1: like wash their face with face wash the face wash or yeah. you know, do their hair in the morning. Like take pride in like it's not feminine to take pride in your appearance. I find it very attractive. And I think that would go for a lot of my friends too. Um also just again. I think, again, taking an interest in things I like, taking an interest in my friends, you know, being kind to my friends, you know, not ignoring them. Like, I get it, the attention. You think I just want your attention, but talk to my friends too. I'm not going to think you're flirting unless you're, hey, baby, and touching them. There's that that boundary, but I want someone who wants to be involved in my life in that Mm -hmm. sense.
2: What you said about communication, I think if, like, guys, 100%, you're going to do... You're gonna see it's gonna be a lot better for you as you're like going into like the dating scene if you're just completely honest up front. I know that's hard for a lot of dudes to just be like, "I don't want to like say like be like, oh uh, yeah, just so you know, I'm not looking for anything." But I'm telling you, like, I at least I feel like women would respect and appreciate that a thousand times no, more than absolutely. leading them on, and then absolutely. eventually being like, "Oh, this is another failed relationship. I fucked up or I did something wrong." Meanwhile, yeah. the whole time the guy was not the guy just wanted to fuck around.
1: No, exactly. And me personally, like I said, I appreciate, especially at the stage of met now, communication and that honesty is so important to me. But also at the same time, if a guy, like guys need to realize just because you say, I don't want a relationship, that you need to act like that. Like if you tell me I don't want a relationship, and then we're two weeks into hooking up, and suddenly you're starting to kiss my forehead or do those kinds of gestures, I'm going to think you changed your mind. And that's where mm-hmm. guys are like, I told her I didn't want a relationship. Why does, why does she think I want one all of a sudden? It's because of your actions. So like you're saying, mm-hmm. the guy's actions need to indicate that they're into you, that then right to the guys, don't be doing those actions. If you're, if you're really not wanting a relationship, or you can even then bring up that conversation again, Hey, maybe I'm a little more open to it now, but I'm still unsure, you know, just constantly that's a good communicate.
2: Point. Definitely. um that's a good point to raise That Like that's something that guys have to work on.
1: Yeah. I think. You've probably and I done also that come in your back to like, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, um, for sure. What?
1: <laughs> I, I'm calling your ass out right now.
2: Oh, playbook. Um, I, I hadn't thought of that in the perspective of like, Oh, that's a very good point. Like, don't like from guys, guys are just can say, all right, you're right. You're totally right. If, if a dude is like, no, nah, I don't want a relationship. We're like, okay, I communicated that my job's done. But then yeah. you were like, "Hey, man, don't be doing you know don't be doing boyfriend group don't be hugging up on me and telling me your in- intimate secrets and holding my hand and
1: exactly being,
2: um, intimate with me if you don't want a relationship because that fucks it. that's not how this feels
1: exactly that and that's something I've kind of and this goes again both ways. girls do this too it's not mm-hmm. just a guy thing I'm sure there's women that have done it too, but It goes both ways, and my therapist was talking to me about this the other day, is if it felt significant to you, then it was significant. No matter like whatever way you spin it, if you're with someone for months at a time, you're hanging out with them, you're going out with them, fucking them every night, for all intents and purposes, that is a relationship in some capacity, even if you didn't label it. So if it gets to a point where it's too hard for you because you are getting emotionally invested and you know this other person isn't, it's your responsibility to step out. Like You need to say- I'm out because it's just not going to change. You can't change somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of women go wrong is they're like, but I can change him, but he'll fall. Yes, you can't. You're not going to.
2: It's not going (laughs) to work. You know, you see, it's not, this shit is not a Netflix movie or show. It's not like, I hear that stuff a lot where that's just like a that that's. And again, that stems from maybe childhood that stems from, Early relationships with guys that stems from something else of like that like savior complex of oh no I could fix it but like chances are you can't and chances are if he's communicate like I don't want this again guys are really straightforward we're pretty binary so it's like you know it's either one or zero so if we tell you yeah it's usually yeah or if I tell you no it's usually it's it's no so
1: yeah. if I tell you I
2: don't want a relationship you know
1: it's like say that but then again as we were talking about with asking the girl on a date and following through with the actions vice versa you say you don't want a relationship act that way i'd mm-hmm. rather you tell me you don't want a relationship and only text me when you want to fuck than say i don't want a relationship be like but let's go to this five-star steakhouse romantic dinner like, yeah that's, that? um, that's
2: that's <laughs> that's it's a lot different and to your point to your credit i think like being a guy like early like I, I think, I guess I learned that like honesty and communication got me way farther with women.
1: What changed your mindset? Did you just hit a point where you're like, eh, I kind of want a girlfriend. Like, how did that, how did that fucking happen, I guess? Like, okay,
2: um, that's actually a good point. But that's something that I wanted to say was the whole like <laughs> idea of, oh, so funny. the whole idea of like looking for love or looking for a relationship is a really bad idea. Yeah. To me personally.
1: Um, No, I've learned that. I have learned that, that looking for love is going to get you into the wrong relationships. That's how I ended up in my last relationship. Yeah,
2: because what you're going to do is you're going to, A, you're going to force it, and B, that's something that doesn't, that's something you can't force, because you're just going to try and make whatever, and you're going to come into the, you know, the early stages of the relationship with expectations, or like, hopefully, Mm. okay, this could be, this could be something, or that could be, this could turn into that, and then maybe he really does, like... You're putting so much pressure on yourself you're the other person unknowingly and then the relationship as a whole and it's like so problematic um because then you can ultimately and most likely some most of the time get let down in some way or another um and then also it's like real love or being you know finding somebody that you want to be in a relationship with isn't something that you can force or look for i think it just happens mm-hmm. um and i think it was one of those things where like It's funny, like the first time I ever hung out with her, the first day we ever went on, I think that weekend I was, I went out with somebody else Friday and then Saturday I was supposed to go out with somebody else, but something happened and I didn't. And then Sunday I almost canceled on her. I was like, I don't really feel like going. But she, how we met was she's friends, her best friend is somebody who I knew for four or five years and who like Mm -hmm. I thought highly of, like I had a very high opinion of. I thought she was, I think she's, like such a good person. And she was like, Hey, I want you to meet my friend. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right, fine. You know, I was single. I was dating around. I was like, all right, cool. And then it eventually, I think, like I said, naturally took, you know, an evolution of like, I just really enjoyed by the second or third day. I was finding myself like, God damn. Like I want to spend time with this girl all of the time. She's amazing. And then you know it it obviously evolved into now you know we've been together I think I want to say together I don't necessarily know the exact date but like I would Bro. say for almost a year almost a year
1: you don't know your own anniversary we started
2: dating the the first date we went on was the weekend after Valentine's Day so I know the exact date but in terms of like being in a relationship I don't you know when does that you know
1: did you not I'll you say almost master. a year. Did you not say no, to her, hey, can you be my girl?
2: Usually it's usually the first time it's like, hey, I, I love you or we're in love or I'm in love with you. I usually think, okay, that's a good marker.
0: <laughs> Instead <laughs> of being know, like,
2: you like, know, the middle school, like, hey, can, do you want to be my girl? <laughs> <you may wanna laughs> Although I understand your- like that's, you know, <laughs> important and like.
1: Don't. Yes. Yeah. You may want to find that one out, buddy, because if it comes to your first anniversary and she's like, you don't know it's our anniversary today, you're going to be in hot water and a that's a good point you Thank might you. want to text her right now <laughs> yeah I
2: might have to uh, see what's up
1: hey babe what's our anniversary again uh,
2: yeah once again, gonna... yeah but the day before she's like it's fucking tomorrow are you kidding like, <laughs> yeah.
1: oh. I think uh. I would die if that actually happened like I would feel bad for you but I'd also be like
2: hey, you just what? get three dots back and you, she's like uh, are you serious and you're like oh no I already fucked <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah do it gently do it very yeah. gently but I think it's because you didn't actually say, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? You got a little ambiguity there. Like, what would yeah. you... You've got a little bit of wiggle room there. Yeah. But just put I it on your I can at least be like, hey, like,
2: we never actually said that. Classic fucking guy being like, well, you know, <laughs> it's actually your... No, I'm kidding. But...
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is... A lot of people will uh will do that. But... I think to kind of wrap it up, I guess you're talking about, like you said, by the third date, you kind of knew. Do you think guys know pretty early on if they actually are going to want to date a girl or do you think it could take some a while? Um, like, what is your experience with that?
2: My experience with that is there's been, let's say, I've had, which I mentioned earlier in this podcast, was I dated one girl specifically for like four or five years. You know, there was breaks in between and stuff. Um, I didn't really know. A, like what I wanted out of their relationship Until a little bit later Because I was very young
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, But then I dated somebody else for a year Around the time I was 24 um, I want to say 2018 yeah, Right around there um, 2019 maybe um, Doesn't matter But that person I knew very very early on That Like oh I like, I definitely want to be I definitely want to date this girl um, But for whatever reason you know Fallout But now yes I will say that like It's hard to tell, um, the other person. And like, if we, like, if I really want to get along, if I, if we really get along or like personalities really mesh because you don't know until, you know, I want to say months later, but early on you definitely will get the indication from a guy. If he's like very into you, I will say, um, just like what I said before, like, he's going to make time to see you. He's going to be like responsive and like engaging and like, want you're gonna feel that, right? I think a lot of Mm -hmm. women like women have very good intuition skills and I think you're gonna feel like that energy reciprocated of like, oh he's he's definitely into me. Because like if you're if you're if your gut's telling you that then more than likely then yeah he probably is. Because if a guy like I said, if this is gonna guy is into you or like wants to see you, he's gonna make a point to see you. And if he doesn't, that tells you everything you need to know.
1: Yeah.
2: Which is basically what you just said. But um yeah if he's throwing you out like you said he's throwing you out like little things (laughs) you know, once every couple of days or like just enough to keep you interested, then he's probably like, you know, he's he's playing games, he's fucking around. It's not something you want to waste your time on if it's if you're looking for a relationship or you're looking to, you know, take things seriously with somebody. Uh definitely no, that's a red flag right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's coming from a Scorpio man who is a walking red flag mm-hmm. in himself.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, literally I have a scorpion tattoo.
1: Yeah, I know and I fucking hate it. <laughs> not actually. It's a, gr- it's a great tattoo, but I'm like you're you're such a Scorpio. Yes, person. the
2: yes, the idea of it is like of course, classic.
1: uh fucking course. It's a classic move and I think honestly, I think you're the only Scorpio man I will ever like. So you should be honored for that. Thank one. you.
2: I appreciate that. <laughs> I feel like I have some of those Scorpio tendencies, but then sometimes I'm like, no, nah, that's definitely not me.
1: No, no, it um, is you two a T. Maybe, maybe past Rob. I don't, but we'll give fuckboy Rob has been laid to bed. Yeah, He's, I
2: retired my jersey.
1: Yeah, hung up the number. It's oh, in yeah. the hall of fame of fuckboys. <laughs> and now yeah. we have him in a committed, stable, healthy relationship. Yes. We never thought we'd see the fucking day.
2: I never <laughs> thought I'd see the day. But like I said, you don't know until it happens, bro. You can't just go out there. You got to take life as it comes. And that's one of those things, love relationships. That's one of those things I think is something that, you know, that's an experience or something that just naturally, it's organic. It's not something that's forced.
1: As much as I love to roast Rob and he roasts me right back, that's just our friendship. At the end of the day, he is a great guy and – I always value his advice and his opinion. And he doesn't hold back. He always gives tough love. And I think a lot of the advice he gave in this episode is very valid. And in terms of our discussion about sexual assault and the responsibility of men, it's always comforting to me when a man can recognize the responsibility of keeping his friends in check and noticing these behaviors. And it's something that Hopefully his message maybe got through to some of the other guys who listen to this podcast, or maybe one of your friends needs to hear that part of the podcast and you should play for them. But at the end of the day, dating in your 20s is clear. It's never going to be easy, especially in your early 20s when everyone's figuring their shit out. You just need to remind yourself that your worth as a human being is not determined by whether or not a guy wants to fuck you and vice versa. Guys... If a girl's not into you, that doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad guy. Now, if you are a creep and you're stalking her, that's a different discussion. But at the end of the day, your worth in a relationship, your value as a person is not diminished if someone's not into you. It just means that maybe they're not attracted to you. They don't find, they don't think you'd be compatible. Whatever the case is, you just got to brush it off and move on and keep that confidence of, I know my worth. And I know that there's somebody out there for me. So, so that's all that I've got for you guys this week. Every Sunday, you know where to, where to find me. There will be a new episode, unless you know I say otherwise. Um, but if you want to follow Rob on TikTok for his hilarious content, both his TikTok and Instagram are robdon567. And as always leave a review, leave a five-star review, please. Um, Wherever you're listening to this podcast, follow us on Instagram at notthegirlnextdoorpodcast. I'm your host, Meg Reynolds, and I hope you all have a great week.